1: KPRZ. I well, am Ken. I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahadi and George Alman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys.
2: Morning, fellas.
1: Good morning. Good morning, gents. It was a uh was a little misty at my house this morning on the way. Were you, you sad? No, I wasn't sad, but it was I just was surprised. <laughs>
3: Me too. It I, was overcast and drizz- there was a little bit of drizzle, almost enough to turn on the windshield wipers, but I have no washer fluid in my car so I didn't want to broach that first wipe just in case. Yeah.
1: I, I had I,
4: to turn mine on coming down the hill.
1: So. Yeah, I had to clear my windshield to get down. Once I got down to Scripps Poway Parkway though it was it was fine. It was nice. clear. Yeah, it wasn't a problem at all. You guys
3: are more concerned about visibility and seeing when you're driving and I feel the road <laughs> so I don't have to you know, have a clear windshield. You got
1: those curb feelers on the front yes. of your car, so you hear it start scraping. You know you need to turn I, left. Yes,
4: I, I'm mildly oh, I curious. Do you have a jug of wind washer fluid in your Truck? shed or car somewhere that you bought for this purpose? You just haven't gotten to it yet.
3: No, I have this thing at home. Um, most of them are green, uh-huh. and they the hose hook up to this little valve. <laughs> oh, I and, see. Yeah, yeah, I've read about that. It. Yeah, and
4: historical could, stuff about. You that. You could put yeah. it right into the. Kids used to drink out of those. Yes. I I did. I I, I (laughs) never had, yeah. Yeah. I'm told that that explains
3: a lot about (laughs) our generation, but I'm not sure. No, No, I just haven't done it. I don't think I have washer. Washer fluid is one thing that I would not I never buy it. And I would never come across somebody that would... Give me a jug of washer fluid. So, so therefore, you would never use it. So I would never. When have I
4: lived it. in the South for my last tour in the Navy, I, I had to use the the bug stuff that had some extra cleaner in it because when you drove at night, your windscreens <laughs> Oh, we just
3: get covered with yeah, bugs. Yeah. 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 I, I can imagine that. <laughs> There's still maybe a few of those stuck to the front bumper from that, driving might through be. the Central Valley in May.
1: Uh let's see. We do have garden classes today in San Diego at nine o'clock. It's going to be Fox Farm products with uh cory hansen who i'm assuming is the fox farm representative
3: sounds good, good to me good okay. assumption <laughs>
1: okay. uh at nine thirty today very popular class brassicas and other fall crops with farmer roy uh if um, you would like to take part and see farmer roy speak uh, get there early because his classes do fill up pretty well, quickly
3: why did we use that big word brassicas instead of telling people what they why are we
1: assuming
4: because if you're a gardener, you if you're a well, yeah, fall we, gardener, you know that uh, Roy wanted to do brassicas. Well, so it's his class. yeah,
1: we should have used the term cruciform vegetables. There you go. Or coal crops, for that matter. <laughs> um, um, I'm big on cruciferous vegetables. Can okay. we use that
3: phrase? We'll
4: yeah. use that next time. Okay. Ne- yeah. Next fall. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then next I can say, year. well,
3: why did we use that yeah,
4: why did we use
1: instead of, that of, instead of, of coal and so, crops? Right? And so for folks that don't know what,
4: for the four bra- people,
1: what yeah. brassicas are, it's... Broccoli, it's bro- broccoli, <laughs> they, broccoli, <laughs> cauliflower, things along that nature. So
3: the broccoli and the combinations thereof. Yeah, the broccolini
4: and cabbage. Alyssum. Oh, it,
1: uh, it is a yeah. A,
3: it's a Brassica,
4: Brassica, and, see, like, and it is edible. Yeah. It is. Yes, sir.
1: Mm. Oh, it's Just not gonna, throw that out there. Have I, have I do don't think.
4: Humans. I don't think he'll be speaking to that one.
1: Well, okay. yep. with the, but the not do other fall crops, this, so all the root crops and such. You know, the smell of alyssum, I don't think I'm going to try eating it. Yeah, no. oh, I, I like it's that animation.
4: smell. I, I tout it when I'm talking to people about it. I love that little kind of honey scent.
1: Mm.
4: Okay, maybe okay. I'm more, okay. Too
3: bad we don't have television so people could see, see the face, face I'm giving you right now. They know that face. It's all your right. standard face. You know, we didn't mention it, but it's supposed to be a average temperature weekend and a cool week ahead. So we're supposed to have some drizzle and overcast every morning. Yesterday in Poway, the sun didn't come out until, what, mid-afternoon and then disappeared pretty quickly. Yeah, there, it, it
1: wasn't, there wasn't a lot of sunshine yesterday. It's I mean, it, it's not that it was a bad day. It just wasn't. No, it, no. it, just it was, was warm. Yeah.
3: And this morning, it was. overnight, it was really warm. The fog must have kept the temperature yeah, That uh, was cool at my I house. I thought it
4: was chilly this morning, hence oh, the can. little jacket I wore this morning coming in. Oh, I thought that was just because you were a wimp. Well, that's true. That, that is that, true. Nope, okay. nope, no, yeah.
3: But I it's have supposed a, to be a good cruciferous planting day, planting week. It's it is. Fall for fall crops for, for fall.
1: Yeah. Crops. Uh, let's see. Coming up next weekend, this Saturday, September 23rd. We're almost through September already. Um, water saving techniques with James in San Diego at nine o'clock and organic insect control with George with me at nine 30 in Poway. That'd so. be a
3: PowerPoint presentation. Need to cover the skylights.
4: I will let you know that, but yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So if you want to put a put a face to the voice with George, you can uh, or not come, or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could come into the store next weekend and uh, and check out that class. And then to round out um, September on the thirtieth uh, in San Diego, it's going to be fall and winter vegetable gardening with Chuck McClung, also another great class. Uh, and in Poway at nine thirty, it's going to be autumn fruit tree care with Richard Wright. So I can't yeah. It's a, I guess it's about time to start thinking about what to do with your fruit trees as we yes. approach the dormant season.
3: Should I tell people what to do with their fruit trees, and so they don't have to come to Richard's class, or should we? Well,
1: well I guess that depends on what you're going to tell exactly. them to do. Don't do anything. <laughs> don't, do, don't do anything. Not,
3: I do guess not, they don't have to go to the class. It, it, that's right. Yeah.
4: It's in preparation for the winter. Right. No, I know.
3: Yeah. And there are things to do. Correct. In my case, it'll be planting a few of them that are sitting in pots all summer. I wonder if you'll address that.
1: I I doubt it. Uh, let's see. Uh, going on in Balboa Park this weekend, uh, today and tomorrow, it's the San Diego Iris Society fall rhizome sale. So if you're interested in irises, that would be a good time or a good place to go and check things out. We do have some bearded iris for sale still in in Poway. I would imagine there's probably still some in in San Diego. um Next weekend, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, it's the San Diego Bonsai Club Fall Show and Sale, which should be pretty spectacular, at least from the show side of it. Um, and if you're looking to get into bonsai, uh, you could probably pick up some starters or some that have already been uh, Is that the proper
3: pronunciation? Trained. I just want to make sure. I said sai. Okay, I just want... I, I didn't say zai. I didn't... Rem- I. I was not correcting you. I was just asking so that we
1: could
4: be correct. Correct. Okay.
1: Yes. And then at the uh, end of the month, 28th, 29th, and 30th, and I'm assuming on October 1st. Let me switch papers. Oh, no, not on October 1st. 28th, 29th, and 30th, it's the Master Gardener Seminar and Plant Sale. Um, It looks like they've got a lot of stuff going on. I should probably check the Master Gardener website to see what uh, they have scheduled.
3: Did they invite you? They didn't invite me.
1: Well, they've invited you before. Maybe that's Uh-oh. the problem.
3: That's, I guess so. <laughs> our our rain,
1: our two has year rain, come is come to an
3: end. No more citrus talk for you guys. Uh, I guess not.
1: Well, you still got another week or two before.
3: Yeah, I'm guessing. You know what? the spring sh- The spring presentation is the more important one, and they're they're saving the big guns for, for spring. Later. I'm sure yeah. of it. No? Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, I was reading an article the other day. It looks like they're they're pretty certain there's a uh, El Nino forming in the uh, Southern Pacific right now. So,
3: and again, I don't mean to be. What does that mean again?
1: That's uh, it's El Nino. High, higher, water, higher, right? higher warm ocean, higher warmer water right. temperatures surface. in the surface. Surface to right. gonna... – It changes the
3: weather patterns of the world.
2: Right. I understand that, but I, I, I can't figure it out. I mean, everything seems to be changing, or never mind. This is a
3: reminding me of a conversation I just had with my sister. If you don't understand it by now, I don't know how to explain well, it differently. Well, I mean, Go ahead. What, so it's, it brings more rain to Southern California and warmer temperatures to the Northeast. Right,
1: and okay. drought somewhere else across the I thought globe. Towards it, was it the, is it drought towards the central United States? Is it drier in the central and, United and States on the
3: other side of the globe? It changes the patterns. All the yeah, way it's around. pretty amazing
1: what yeah. it what it can do. But
3: it brings it brings moist, warm air from Southern California, probably across the central United States, because it, it it warms up the Northeast.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: and it brings less rain to the Pacific Northwest. Okay.
1: Um, you know, the first time I think I ever heard the term El Niño was when we had that really wet winter in nineteen seventy eight that yeah. that was the yeah. the first well of course prior to nineteen seventy eight I probably wasn't paying any attention to the weather anyway Correct. uh but that's but the that first year. year but that year is the first year that i remember remember it and then then when the when a, the weather pattern started to shift again, well then it became la Nina yes that's the- so. The, the cooler, the, the, the cooler. The cooler version of it. de Navidad, because yeah, it
3: shows up around Christmas. Around Christmas. Well, they both do. El Nino de Navidad también. Yeah. So <laughs> so we got that to look forward to. It'll Is be it interesting more, more... to see what So happens. we're going to have more rain than last year, huh? Is that what that means? And that's exactly it, what I
4: was going to say. More rain, less sprinklers. Is a good thing.
3: You know, that has been just this tropical storm. I just got a $200 water bill for the month of August. I have never seen... That's... Less than half of what my normal August water bill would be.
1: I was going to say, that sounds like you were complaining. No, gosh, no.
3: No, that was... Because they'll fix it for you if you need it. No, 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 no. And my dead Bermuda grass on the bottom lawn, after one big warm storm and all the warm weather, is gorgeous right now. The, The Bermuda, since that, I haven't watered it. I probably watered it a month before the storm, so it didn't it was alive but the storm just it's lush it's green it's thick i went and mowed it and it is it has loved that moisture the heat and the humidity it is just thrived and filled in
1: yeah my back lawn's looking pretty good right now it's not all bermuda grass but it's it's all green it's not all sunshine a, and lollipop it's it's which is unusual that it that it's all green at the same time this time so, of year, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So um, that's but it, the key it looks pretty, at the same time. Yeah, it it look it looks pretty good right now. So I have to admit, is it a, actually, a
4: mix of Bermuda and domesticated weeds?
1: Yes, exactly. That's okay. exactly what it is. It's actually a, a mix of Bermuda and crabgrass uh, at this point in time. But it's but it's all green. But There's, come January, it's all going to be brown because the crabgrass is going to die out and the Bermuda is going to go dormant. So, well, this one area
3: is where. The water drains, and so it, it got a deep soaking there and then, on the periphery, there might be some domesticated weeds uh, you know in one or two areas because it 's not full universally, but the area the area which is many hundreds of square feet where it is is gosh, it looks good going to go run my bare feet through it just make sure there 's no yellow jackets no it 'll be biting ants it was that what I said. actually no <laughs> yeah. i uh, Filled up my backpack sprayer and went and took care of the biting ants on the property. Although, just a tip for backpack sprayer users, it's probably not a good idea to fill a backpack with spray, odoriferous spray, and then bend over to move something out of the way. Helpful <laughs> <to laughs> hint: t- yeah, you, you yeah. didn't you didn't put the lid on it? Well, no, the lid's on it, but the lid's vented. <laughs> oh, so oh. it soaked my shirt, and it was a uh, the permethrin, and okay. boy, is it. Uh, pungent would that be a good word mm, to that's got
1: to be good for your nervous system too, <laughs> probably I would imagine so all right you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz if you'd like to give us a call today we would love to talk to you 888-344-1170 is the number we've got a lot more coming up right after this with more garden talk here on kcbq and kprz i am ken anderson along with david ross mark Mahadi, and george allman if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number harvested- sad news the oh. uh oh the uh the oh. corpse flower is completely done at this point it uh it what was left of it tipped over yesterday yesterday
4: mid-morning yeah,
1: yeah. after, biddy, the, after
4: the after the morning photo shoot
1: that's yeah. all folks yeah unfortunately um Got a lot of mileage out of that yes, this, yes, this we year. Did. We had a lot of people come and see it. it. It was pretty It was pretty neat, even even during its fading stage. During there
4: its, <clears> excuse <throat> me. During its decline, we had a lot of people still very interested in our social media following it and, and asking questions. So that's very popular.
1: Well, there was that one post that you showed me uh, with the analytics on it. Where their reach was 1.1 million people. Yeah. We that, had
4: a reach for the week.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's pretty. That's a lot. That's a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. Um, Our hope is that we we have two of them now. Um, The smaller one's going to be going dormant. It's not it's not anywhere close to blooming size yet, though. Um, I would say two more cycles, probably three to four years. Three to four three to four years on the smaller one. The bigger one, though, hopefully maybe two years. We'll we'll see what happens. You know, I know they they say that it takes um, was it seven to ten years for the initial bloom bloom, for the for the initial bloom, but that's also in the wild. I believe I don't the, think. Our,
3: that one bloomed in six and a half years, yeah. according to our calculations, seed source and, yeah. and mathematical
1: calculations. Yeah. Yes, so we're hoping that we can get it to bloom more frequent, more frequently, and if we can, if we can acquire a couple more, maybe we can get them all into a into a blooming cycle a where rhythm, in, of a sort. rhythm where they're not all blooming at the same a time, point but point. they're blooming in in sequence. Perhaps would be the way to say it, so that we can have have them more frequently for people to come in, see and enjoy. So you want to make it so it's not something special? No, it's, it's still going to be special. Um, It's a, it's, it's a pretty neat thing. It is. It, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised with it and, uh, and how, just how, how fast it grows. I mean, that, that's the, that's probably the most amazing thing about it. When you look at from the time that it started to grow, when the, sprout first started coming up out of the soil to that enormous flower. I mean, it was a really pretty short and, window of time.
3: And it was a small flower. Our Yeah, it was ours was not was big. small in. Yeah. In, in comparison
4: uh, to others, right? Yeah, the but you,
3: other corpse flowers that were around it were making fun of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's uh we're going to get it prepped and ready to go to sleep for a while and when it starts growing till again next summer. till next summer when it uh will probably go into a vegetative growth state yes. uh, if the growth likely, like, right. the growth cycle is is correct so then it'll build up the corm uh, for the uh, for the next bloom which we hope will be perhaps, somewhat larger
4: perhaps the following year
1: maybe
3: oh that's pretty that's that's optimistic yeah
2: i i have you know, rose colored you know glasses george is george is very optimistic
1: uh let's see the yeah. fair has already announced their theme for which bothers next year. the heck out of me you,
3: and and what bothers me even more than them sending it out well, is you jumping on board and you're ready to go. Can't well, we just have some peace and quiet?
1: Well I thought the theme was I, I thought the theme was gonna be a pretty good one.
3: Oh what well, yeah. what is the theme?
1: Uh let's go retro.
3: Let's so. go, CDO Retro.
1: So we'll uh Cajon de we're little leak. We're putting our uh putting our thinking caps on and collective Ar- brains already starting <laughs> to already starting to come up with some ideas for uh for next year. So we'll we'll see how that all turns out. Uh, but it gives us something to look forward to, I guess, for the spring.
3: You say it gives us something to look forward to. Or- all it, that David if, is thinking yeah,
1: about. As if
4: we don't have anything to look forward to. Is there's
3: going to gonna be work. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about when you say that.
1: That's true. That is true. Uh, let's see what else have we got. We have got some interesting bugs coming through, some interesting pests. Um, that we've started to see, uh, David. You forwarded a an article from Vince Lozzanio about a uh, eucalyptus pest. Was it was that down in Australia? Well, the-
3: you're, you ruined it. We're supposed to talk about the pest that was mowing down eucalyptus seedlings. Six thousand dollars worth Eucaly- of eucalyptus seedlings were destroyed. Yes, and they found the culprit, which was not a squirrel, not a rodent, right, but a marsupial. Right, yes. aren't they? Yeah. ain't ain't them marsupials? Yes, they are. It was a koala. A koala. Yeah. They found they found the koala hugging a pole in the middle of the field of seedling eucalyptus. Yes, Gone I thought through, it was. I thought down. it was kind of cute. And well, I guess koalas are cute.
1: They are. I think they so can be see. mean. Well, yeah,
3: unless they, they have really sharp claws, right?
1: Oh well, yeah, because they gotta climb up the eucalyptus trees. Well, no. These were these were little. Well, th- no, were those liners. were seedlings, but but that that's <laughs> unusual for them to be eating out of, out of yes. the nurseries.
3: That was kind of cute. That came from Lucy Warren to Vince to me. Why she didn't send it directly, I do not know, but I will be reaching out.
1: I don't think I know Lucy. Yeah, I yes, you do. I have do I?
3: That. Yeah. Okay. You. T- it sh- <laughs> The paper, the fair. Oh, okay. You do know Lucy. Moore. Okay, you just don't know.
1: Okay, I just don't know.
4: Yeah, I have to go back to the fair. You said it work. I, I'm thinking that was, I enjoyed the Dickens out of putting that fair display together this past year. It was fun. So just. Oh, and, but it wasn't work. It was work, but it was fun work. So it it wasn't something you didn't look. I looked forward to doing it.
3: Oh well. I think Ken was talking to you then when he was saying we have
4: something to look forward to. I do have something to look forward to. I I enjoy that. Excellent. Back to you, Ken.
1: All right. (laughs) Uh, Some of the bugs that we've seen coming through, um, you had a a sample of a pretty good infestation of lantana lace bugs.
4: On our lantana in front of the store. (laughs) Yes. I noticed that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a... That's a nasty When they little, get there, yeah, it, it makes the pad
4: look pretty cruddy quickly, but they're easily controlled, even mm-hmm. any contact.
3: So, the stuff I was dumping on my back?
4: That would work. Okay. But any contact killer, even, uh, insecticidal soap will do it, properly applied. Really? Yeah.
1: They're, they're that, yeah. that yeah. sensitive you, you that CIVM soap will take says, care of
4: them? Yeah, you can use soap, you can use neem, horticultural oil, any what, of those.
3: What would you recommend, being that so many people have lantana in their yards to attract butterflies and things what what would you and when would you
4: i would probably well at the first indication of some and again if you're trying to be organic i would probably just hit it with um, i would probably use horticultural oil and the reason for that is it kills a wider range of things uh suffocates a wider range of things so
1: and no residual
4: th- right so if you know if you have any of the thrips or spider mites it will take care of those as well or scale too and scale right yeah speaking it's- of i did all my citrus two nights ago with horticultural oil because my Valencia was covered in scale. And I thought, well, if I have it out, I might as well hit everything. We all, yeah. Yeah.
3: That reminds me of a song.
4: Oh, does it? What yeah, is it? it's
3: a Jimmy Buffet song. All those citrus covered in oil, you know. I think that's, you got that's, that's exactly wrong. how I remembered that's it. That's how yes. you get rid of the citrus pests. And citrus is, you know, Florida is very well known for citrus, kind of like Jimmy Buffet.
1: Is there a phone call there? Yeah. Thank go goodness. Ahead, please, <laughs> take, please take the call. Take calls. me away, <laughs> uh, We're going to head out to El Cajon where Ann is waiting. Good morning, Ann. How are you?
5: Well, I'm okay. I'm really hoping you can help me, though. Uh, last week you spoke about the goat head weeds.
3: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
5: after the rain, I went out into the backyard, and my whole yard is covered with goathead weeds, my my dog can't even go out there because there's just so many of them. And I remember you you said there were a few ways to get rid of them: um, mow them down and mulch.
3: Well, the the goat head is a flat-growing weed, so mowing them is not very effective because it is flat on the ground. So you'd have to hit the mower really low. If the goat heads have started to form um, the, the the burrs themselves, a hula-ho does a very good and effective job. Uh, the Some of the weeder tools will because all the growth is coming from a central stem, so if you just rip up that one stem, it's easy to remove the whole thing. But um, And prior to the actual burrs forming, m- many of the contact sprays will, will wipe it wipe it out, but if there's, if there are the goat heads on there, you want to physically remove them in, intact, and I would uh, hula-ho and then pick it up.
4: They they self sow very easily, and if you let them go to seed, you're just going to have this perpetual problem. You have, to, you have to eradicate them before they go to seed.
5: Right, yeah. We've, I've always had a few, you know, where I could like walk around and see them and pull them out. I had them under control, I thought, until it rained, and now, like I said, the whole, the whole backyard, I don't know what happened, but um, they, they, they have the yellow flowers on them right now. I was, I was just worried that a hula-ho would just spread them around.
3: Well, if it's just in flower state, the hula-ho is going to rip the rosette off from the stem. So it'll it'll right. stop their development, and as long as there's no seeds on there, no goat heads on there, um, then that takes care of it. And now is the, the best time to do that, or a week ago.
5: Yeah, yeah I, that, that's why I wanted to call you today. I, I've tried pulling some out, you know, just to see how easily, it, if the ground was soft enough to pull out, and it hurts my hand, so that's why I thought that there were... The goat had uh, seeds on them already, but I, I i can I can do the the hula ho and you didn't you say something though about mulching?
3: Well, you could just mulch it and cover it up, but if the seeds well, are there, well, not
5: all of it, but yeah, it, it's a pretty, it's like like a quarter acre of a yard that's covered with the, with the.
3: I, I would. But, take the extra time this year to remove them and hopefully break the cycle.
4: And if it's in a spot where you're not growing anything else, you could put a pre-emergent down before the next rains and help right. prevent them from germinating.
5: Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I'll do today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks,
1: Ann. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Thank yeah. Thank you, thank you for too. the call. Okay. Take care. Bye. 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 If you'd like to give us, give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this.
0: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888 344 1170. That's 888 344 1170. There is more garden talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888 344 1170. Now, here's your hosts Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahadey, and George Allman. And we're back.
1: With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, We're going to go to the phones where we happen to have Farmer Roy waiting to talk to us. Good morning, Roy. How are you? (laughs) Great. How are you guys doing? We're good. Are you all ready for your class today? I think
2: I am. I had a little little practice earlier in the week with the Garden Club in Del Mar. So, yeah, it's once a year I do this with you guys, and uh, yeah, it's all embedded in there somewhere
1: well we we certainly appreciate it i know our customers appreciate it too and i'm sure they're looking forward to hearing what you got to talk about
2: yeah very good yeah we'll be talking about all your fall favorites and the weather's changed it's time to keep the garden going don't don't uh, prolong those tomatoes that are dying on the vine right now and take advantage of
1: uh, the great san diego weather now do you you don't grow uh, a winter tomato crop out there
2: uh the last plantings i do are mid july and so i'll have tomatoes hopefully through the better part of november oh but okay we 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 started uh all our brassicas and uh fall favorites um uh, up mid august so we should have some broccoli in october and some cauliflower in november and all those good things, and the lettuce—we're back into the lettuce business, so that's good.
1: Excellent.
3: I was going to ask you what those brassicas were, but I think you just listed them off. I, you know, for the people that don't know what that big word means, what brassicas are you going to be discussing?
2: Well, the brassica list is actually pretty intense, but uh, the, the 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 most popular ones in my eyes are broccoli, cauliflower, cabbages. Um, and uh, bok choy and Brussels sprouts, if you have the intestinal fortitude. And, um, yeah, all the things in the cruciferous family.
3: Thank you very much. Cruciferous was what's the word that David chose, so, so thank you.
2: Yeah, that's good. Well, it derives its name from cross, cruz, and they're all members of the mustard family. So if you've ever seen a mustard flower... It's in the shape
1: of a cross. Well, there you go.
2: Yeah, I'm full of stuff.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the cross The cross from the mustard was, isn't that how Junipero Serra marked his trail on his way north? Isn't that why we have mustard all over the hillsides of California? Or is that just a Oh, so it's his fault? A story. I don't know. I, I, I never heard, heard that. that's I how never he marked <heard> the no. trail.
1: Has anyone else heard that story?
2: I yeah.
1: thought it was bed bones. Well, the way, the way it spreads, it really didn't mark the trail very well. Well, he only <laughs> needed it for a year or two. Season or two. Or a yeah. or two. All right, Roy. You're, uh, so everybody knows Roy's going to be teaching today, 9.30 at the Poway store on uh, brassicas and fall vegetables. Roy, we look forward to seeing you.
2: Costa la Vista, guys. Take care. Okay, take
3: Thanks. care. Right. We'll see you soon. And I guess I have an apo- – oh, do you have another call? No. Okay, I, I have an apology to make, and I won't – Mark, would you tell people? Oh, no, no, that's, no. Okay, it's all good. Jimmy Buffet, from I mean Buffett, from here on out. Yes, Thank no you. more. There we Thank go. You. Thank I, you. I apologize
1: to all. All right. Uh, let's see some of the other um, some of the other bugs that are starting to pop up. Uh, George, you said you have uh, had a pretty bad scale infestation on some of your citrus.
4: Uh, one out of twenty-five citrus. One that's covered interesting. in scale.
1: Yeah. Oh, and uh, you horticultural oil i did you know we recommend that you do that a couple of times a year if for nothing else just to make sure that you keep it under control because scale is one of those things that you don't really see it until it's yeah, until you start until getting it's too bad it. and right. until it's too bad and it, fortunately it, it doesn't kill the plant um but it does it can stunt it if it's if it's heavily infested and horticultural oil will clean it up Pretty quickly. And it should take care of the Asian citrus psyllid, which... Which is also starting to which, pop yeah, up. Which, yeah,
4: we were going to talk about too because oh, okay. they are starting to see it. Yeah, um,
1: Adam's uh, from our staff in Poway uh, who lives in Ramona. He has started seeing it pop up on his. Now, remember, just because you have Asian citrus psyllid does not mean that you have HLB disease. Um, no different the, than
4: getting the, the, bit by a mosquito means you have malaria or
1: West Nile or virus. Or West Nile virus, right? yeah you might you know, <laughs> but, but chances are chances slim. are right. are
3: pretty slim. Um, tradition has it that the padres brought not the baseball team wild mustard seeds with them from spain to the new world. Traveling from mission to mission exploring california, they scattered the wild mustard seeds along the path to create a golden pathway home.
1: Hmm.
4: Does that that says tradition, right? Yes. Okay.
1: Well, that's kind of weird. Um because you know San Diego was the San Diego was the first mission in Alta California uh founded in 1769. You know where the second one was? We're waiting. No,
3: but if I get to the bottom of this story I might. Where was the second one?
1: Monterey. That's a long way. Yeah, you know why they did that? No. M- Pincher move. They what? established a base in the south and they established a base in the north and they claimed everything in between. Oh. And then they, built, then they built the string of missions up the, up the coast from there. So there's your little bit of a mission history. Had of his, history of moment story. brought to you by. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I said that I thought that was kind of strange about the, the mustard on the trail because when you jump from San Diego to Monterey, you don't have a lot of time to drop a lot of mustard seeds between, between the two. You don't have to drop that much. Well, they went by boat. They didn't go by land. Oh, well, then they... For, that, for that
4: mission, for yeah. those two, right. Yeah. The other was the so, trail going up. Right, yeah.
2: right.
1: So, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Please. Oh, and by the way, if you do, oh, have, if you do, if you do spot citrus psyllid on your, on your citrus trees, horticultural oil cleans that up very quickly as well. And I sp- saw something that I hadn't seen before this week
3: in La Jolla. What's that? The leaf miner on azalea. That's right. You did bring that in, and I was surprised by how much was there. The it showed up. It was more evident on the Alaska azaleas because their leaves are lighter green. But, so the burn, because the leaf turns brown and dies where the leaf miner has destroyed it, similar to the citrus leaf miner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not. Heard and of that. it was at Mrs. Back's house. Oh yeah, she would. I be. had to go do taxes and it looked like sunburn and I initially dismissed it as sunburn, but in looking more closely, there are pockets with little leaf miners in it, in the leaf. And then on the red bird azaleas, they have darker foliage. So it didn't, I had to look really closely to see, to see that. Uh, But it was on all of them.
1: That's interesting. Um, I, uh, uh, I have never seen that before. I wonder if it's a, I wonder if it's a new strain of leaf miner, or...
3: You know, I, I there, sent-
4: is a, there is an actual azalea leaf miner that is cited in a number of universities throughout, the, particularly in the northwest of the United States, I mean northeast, but I've not seen it here.
3: So I was, Uh-oh. I sent it to, to Vince, and he suggested taking a sample to the Ag Department to let them ID it, because it could be something that's been here a long time. You'd have to really pay attention to see it, because it does really look like Sunburn.
1: Well, you would have thought in forty or years of doing burn. this, we would have seen it exactly. at some point in time. It's been but.
4: found in Florida, Texas, um, and Northern California, and, and Pac Northwest, Pacific Northwest. And I'm going and to
3: submit to you it's been found in Southern it California. Has, perhaps <laughs> so. It is, so. If it's the same one. If it's the same right. one.
1: Yeah, but how did it get to Mrs. Back's house? That's mm-hmm. the that's the question. Well, it was probably from the
3: the people on the boats offshore when oh. the seed <laughs> came. The same thing. They sprinkled it into the wind. Could be. I, I don't know, but it was. All of her azaleas, and you
1: yes, know how many azaleas she has. Yes. Oh, it's been a long time since I've been to her house. So it's I've a lot of azaleas. A lot.
2: Lots and lots and lots.
1: How did you treat it?
3: I suggested that her gardener get spinosad um, and bear biotribans. Uh, right. The tree and shrub. Yeah, was, yeah. uh, no, I suggested actually the insect mite and disease. Oh, yeah, but that acts faster. picked up the tree and shrub they did an immediate spray of captain jack's which should penetrate the leaf and get to it um and then they also did a follow-up of a soil drench so i think it's all she should be good
2: yeah wow
1: um if you need milkweed for your um for your monarch caterpillars we do we don't have nearly as much as we used to um i think our I think our growers are running out, but what we do have a lot—at least as far as the tropical is concerned—but what we do have a lot of still is the um, narrow-leaf milkweed, the, we, the native, the native milkweed. We have we have tons of that. Um, we have a bunch in we have a bunch on the on the ground out front, and then we have a lot over in the uh, native section in Poway as well.
3: You remember that moth i sent you a picture of and asked you to id it looks a lot like the moth that lays the larva that does the leaf mining a leaf miner that that narrow cross wing pattern i wonder if the the fuzz on the leaves would prevent the spinosad or whatever spray minimize it getting into the leaf
1: if you'd break the surface tension of the spray it probably wouldn't be a problem but I could see if there was if there was a lot of surface tension and whatever it is you're spraying on it, where that that uh, the uh, fuzziness of the leaf might might be an issue. Uh, Cause some issue. Yeah. yeah, shouldn't be a problem with the soil drench though. No. Right. Um, you know, I think we at least at my house, I think we have had an invasion of the technid technid flies because I'm finding I'm finding dead monarchs on our patio. And some of them hanging in the, in the plants and I don't spray anything right? and my gardeners don't spray anything. So something's, something's been taking the monarchs out and that's the only thing I can think of. Are you is, seeing
4: that string that dangles off the side of them? Which yeah. You know, they, like, and they look kind of yeah. gooey
1: sometimes and just, they, they, well, obviously they're, they're dying or dead, so they don't look happy. Um, but it's we've We've lost a lot of them uh, this last The season started out really well. We had tons and tons and tons of them, and then um, it just they just kind of faded out.
3: Well it seems to me that kind of happens every year there's a cycle because i um, Mary every year would would not see them for a while. she'd have a bazillion monarchs in her yard and then all of a sudden she wouldn't see them and I think it was august september i don't well, I think they well, got a late start this year. Yeah, too. I was going to say could, everything
4: got a late start this yeah. year, so yeah. it, it's not a, a good measure to use this year as their as your. Yeah, but I, I think data point. Yeah. I,
1: I think uh, I think people that have been. I'm. My personal opinion now is that um, if you're having issues with if you're having issues with monarch caterpillars, it may be a it may be a technic a technic flying thing because. Uh, Our growers do not use insecticide on on the milkweeds. They don't do it. And if it's been in your yard for a while, even if there was some insecticide on it, it's probably gone. The residual effect is gone. And if you're losing monarch caterpillars, I would say, and the tachnids are so small, it would be. um, I'd say it's. I would say that it's probably almost impossible to. uh, to, Shouldn't we start
3: encouraging monarchs uh, caterpillars to stand on their own? How many feet do they have?
1: Oh, nice. we're, we're
3: coddling them and we're making them weak and soft, and they're not. That's George. George just forwarded me an article on the azalea leaf miner. Mm-hmm. Five minutes after Kevin Grangetto forwarded me that exact same article <laughs> on azalea leaf miner
4: well, he's not on the radio so he has more time to you know ah, look yeah. around and well, do you things. haven't been participating <laughs>
1: all right uh you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz if you want to give us call 888-344-1170 is the number we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. During the last segment, we had a caller who unfortunately couldn't stay on the line. Anne, uh, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, Brendan did uh, relay your question to us. Um, your The shininess on your citrus, it sounds like you may have a leaf miner um, infestation on it. It causes kind of a silvery, shiny... Uh, look to the new to the new foliage the old foliage is, is usually pretty pretty safe from it but the newer foliage out towards the tips of the plant uh, will get kind of a silvery shiny sheen to it uh yes you can trim that off um just go back as far as until you get to the the more hardened off foliage uh trim the tips off and if you feed it real well while we still have a little bit of warm weather it'll probably put out another Uh, flush of growth to keep that under control i would recommend using uh, captain jack's dead bug spray on it Um, it will permeate the leaf and help prevent uh, infestation of it on the newer foliage as it starts to come out as the weather cools off it's not going to be a big it's not going to be anywhere near as big of a deal um, it's normally here
3: till the end of October, yeah. approximately, and I wonder if it's going to be later. It started later. Right. Is it just a shorter season this year? Or is it going to? Is it going to be a longer, longer? season? We, we normally start
4: seeing it in May. That's when the moth is active. Yeah. May and, and early June
1: until the end of June this year. Yeah. mine was July. Mine, July. Yeah. mine showed up really right. late this year.
4: And you can do nothing as well. the 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 It's cosmetic. It, it will slow down It'll a little slow production it down. on the tree. If it's a smaller tree, it's problematic, but a larger tree, it's really not a big issue. Okay.
1: And then, as far as a as far as a bug spray or insecticide is concerned, a good general purpose one that'll take care of most stuff in your yard um is bonide eight uh works it's very effective uh, as a contact kill uh doesn't have a very long residual life to it no. as, as far but as it, I know but
4: it is safe for fruits and vegetables It's
1: safe for fruits and vegetables uh, you want to be very careful uh, as far as bees are concerned apply it early early in the morning or late late in the afternoon when the bees have all gone home because um, you don't want to get it on them because it, it, it can be detrimental to bees. The other one that works really well um, for most things in, in your yard and I don't know anything that it is that is resistant uh, to as we've talked about before is horticultural oil and it's not a poison. it suffocates the insects so it doesn't poison the insects. Um, eight is a poison. Um, so if you want to, if you want to keep it, keep your yard as organic as possible, horticultural oil would be the way to go. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Thank you very much for giving us a call. Um, and we can go on from there. Uh, The citrus leaf miner
3: damages the leaves. It makes them ugly, but they are still functioning and they are still helping the plant. Yeah. And you, George was alluding to that, but so you can remove them for the aesthetics, but they are a partially functioning sol- solar panel, which is better than a the no, no solar, solar panel. panel at all.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, fall mums are starting to come in. It's Starting to be mum season. You know, i yes, and they look great. I I love I I love I love mums. I think they're I think they're just an outstanding plant, and fall is the, probably the the peak season to to plant them in your yard. They, they're just amazing. And I was thinking about it. You know, what I, one of the things I really miss about fall mum season is the mum festival at the uh, wild animal park when Carrie Sharp was there.
4: Come
3: on.
1: You gotta, you gotta go forward. I know. Cause but when was the last time where's they the did the wild
4: animal park? Going retro. Yeah. Going I'm going retro. retro. Exactly. Oh, I'm going retro.
1: The safari park. The safari park. Yeah. No, they used to do a mum festival every year. I, God, I think the last one was... They used to do concerts, too.
4: Was yes. Was before
1: 2005. Times have
4: changed, Ken. Got to move on. Because
1: I think yeah. the last time they did one was when we were with the original radio show, which right. stopped in 2005. Holy cow. So, um, it's been a long time. But that was a huge, huge thing um, yeah. that they did. Because it was... They started. Well, like a year and a half. Exactly. Uh, they had to keep it going cause they had to grow everything and they, they had climbing mums, they had bush mums, they had giant, they had spider, g- mums, giant they had- spider mums, they had all kinds of mums stuff that I've never seen before. It was a, it was really neat. I think we even did a live broadcast from the wild yeah, animal park one time during the mum festival, the park formerly known as the it's wild, wild animal, animal park. park. Yeah. So it's always going to be the wild animal park. I maybe. agree. So, exactly. Actually. <laughs> um, but it was, that was, that was a pretty neat thing that Carrie did every year. Um, it was that was fun. And one year, didn't we get some mums from them? Some leftovers. I think we, we did. I think we did. We, he he didn't use all of them, and I think he I think they sold them to us. Um, interesting plant. I was walking through the yard yesterday. I know you guys don't like it. Uh, the uh, popcorn cassia. Did I don't it? dislike it. Yeah, it's yeah. But so you do I, the but... the foliage. It does smell. like
3: I was told that it smells like popcorn. I always thought it was called popcorn because the seed cav- uh, the seed pods, when they dry, you can hear them pop. No, as it's, they are spreading the. No, the, the foliage. Seed. The
1: foliage. If you go out and rub the foliage and smell your hand, it smells like you've Buttery, been eating, popcorn. It smells like you've been eating popcorn. Yeah, yeah Melanie didn't smell it that way, but <laughs> I think it smells like popcorn. I, I think it's it does of, as well. It's a. It's a pretty plant. All right. Yeah, we, nice, do we have yeah. them in the little four-inch? They're in or? cash. They're in cash pots. Cache pots. Yeah, I cash will. Pots. Uh, they're on the end cap. They're on an the end cap out in the in the bedding well, section. When I get to the nursery this morning, they're the I'm only cassias that are out there. Yeah, okay. you can you walk over and take a look at them. Uh, mm. Let's see what else have we got going on. You know, oh, and then you had mentioned. Um, he our pointed gi- at me. I just did. So uh, people yeah. that aren't so, watching for, for oh, those George, that you can't yeah. see on radio. Yeah. Um, the our giant pumpkin, which. is. I don't, wouldn't call it giant, but it's a good-sized pumpkin. It, Relative to the pumpkins around it, it's yeah. giant. You know,
4: I think we talked about it last week. We That was from the big class we had uh, back in May. And uh, that was from a pumpkin. That seed is from a 1,700-pound pumpkin. But the guys that grow those big ones, they do everything. They feed it every week. They put all kinds of – you know, they're constantly giving it attention. Yeah. We put ours in a pot and fed it once. And we got yeah. a 57.7-pound pumpkin with yeah. doing nothing. That pumpkin
1: fell wow.
3: far from the tree yeah. or something yeah. like that.
1: Um, but you said it had um, – powdery mildew on it it had powdery mildew
4: there. and then we found um a 20 spotted uh, ladybug beetle lady beetle on it lady bird beetle lady yes. beetle hmm. La- that eats fungus we learned about that in in research so there's a their larva and the, and the uh, beetle itself eat the fungus i was powdery not aware mildew. i was no, not uh, aware of that so 20 spotted
1: well it's good i think we'll have
4: to do out. that as a wednesday wisdom next week because it's an interesting little bug it is and it
3: does something different than anybody would expect, so I right. think
1: that's very worthwhile. That's not one of the ladybird beetles that bite, is it?
4: Not that I can tell in the an in, in initial because there is research.
1: There is there is one. There's an Asian beetle. There's an Asian, Asian ladybug or something like that right. that does bite. Yeah, so you of well,
3: the number three song on this week in 1988 was "Love Bites" by Def Leppard.
1: I don't know that song.
3: Yes, you do. Yeah, I probably do. Um
1: do we have any more classes coming up? Uh, yeah, we can mention the classes once again in San Diego at 9 o'clock. It's going to be Fox Farm Products with Corey Hansen from Fox Farm. And at 9.30, as we had mentioned and talked to Roy on the on the phone, uh, brassicas and other fall crops with Farmer Roy. That's at 9.30. If you're going to either one of them, I would get there early so you can get a good seat. And in San Diego especially so you can get good parking. Uh, you've been listening to Garden Talk here on KP. KPRZ and KCBQ will be back with another hour next weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody.
0: Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's ask an expert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.